Okay, are you ready for the word this morning? I've entitled this message, Ultimate Edge. Serving God gives us the ultimate edge. And let's start this morning by reading uh, from our text today. It's out of Acts chapter 16, and it's in verse 13. It says, when the Sabbath day came, we went outside the gates of the city to the nearby river, for there appeared to be a house of prayer and worship there. Sitting on the riverbank, we struck up a conversation with some of the women who had gathered there. One was Lydia, a businesswoman from the city of Thyatira, who was a dealer of exquisite purple cloth and a Jewish convert. While Paul shared the good news with her, God opened her heart to receive God's, Paul's message. She devoted herself to the Lord and she, and we baptized her and her entire family. Afterward, she urged us to stay in her home saying, since I am a new believer in the Lord, come and stay in my house. So we were persuaded to stay there. Lydia, did you catch that? was a businesswoman. In today's world, people are like, okay, what's the big deal? Uh, There's tons of very successful business ladies scattered all across the globe. Well, that is true. And I am extremely grateful for their success and I honor their achievements. But as you well know, it hasn't always been this way. I'd say only in the last, what, 30 years? (coughs) Excuse me. Did we really begin to see a global shift with women in key leadership positions. But for this lady in this Bible story, Lydia, for her to rise above and succeed in a male-dominated society is truly remarkable. She made it into the pages of Scripture because God obviously saw something in her that women for millennials could draw strength from And it is those very traits that I want to talk to you about this morning. Before I go there, I just want to give you a little bit of uh, trivia here or some stats. Did you know that according to Harvard Business Review, women make the decision in the purchases of, catch this, 94% of home furnishings. 92% of vacations and 91% of home purchases, to name but a few. And those are huge purchases. If you're a business owner or you're even thinking of going into business into one of these areas, you'll do well to consider your female customers. (laughs) And here's another interesting factoid. The financial services do a terrible job at gaining the trust of women. Most women feel when dealing with a financial service that they are stereotyped because of their gender. They feel they the financial services aren't looking for their business. They don't want to invest in them. And they often feel talked down to as if they don't get what the uh, account manager is trying to say to them. And I'm sure Lydia felt this way. How does a woman succeed in business in a male-dominated world? Well, 
Aside from some of the key skills needed to succeed in business, such as passion, strong work ethic, being a determined, having a sense of creativity, being a self-starter, possessing analytical skills, confidence, and being a disciplined individual, to name but a few, Scripture also says that Lydia was a believer in God. She was a Jewish convert. No, I don't want, you don't need to be a God follower in order to be successful in business. But I think that being a God follower gives you an ultimate edge. Every sermon I give, I look for a catchy image to go with the title. You, you would have seen the image of that, that girl sitting on the edge overlooking the city. Uh, so I, I type in uh, a keyword this time. I typed in edge and some wrestler dude uh, popped up over and over again, like lots of pictures of this wrestler dude. Um, and I had no clue who he was. I'm, I'm not a follower of WWE or WWF or whatever they call it. But anyways, apparently this wrestler dude, they call him the edge. So I guess this guy is popular. But I noticed further down in the search page, guess who else popped up? Well, 20 years ago, I'm sure it would have been his pick popping up all over the place, dominating that word edge. Do you know who that is? Well, for you U2 fans, yes, it's the the edge, the guitarist from the band U2. Also, Microsoft Edge also showed up, as did the Ford SUV Edge. (laughs) The Edge I'm talking about this morning has nothing to do with those. I want to talk about the ultimate Edge that Lydia discovered. Are you like me when you watch a movie that, say, Scarlett Johansson is in, and it's not a superhero movie? And her character ends up getting into a tough spot and you think, you can whoop them. You're the Black Widow. You got an edge. Use it. Only to realize, oh yeah, yeah, right, yeah. She's not an Avenger in this movie. I don't know. I just think being a Christian gives us an edge, an ultimate edge, an Avenger type of edge, because we have the God of the universe on our side. When you watched Wonder Woman a little while ago, right, when it when it came out, were you not only drawn to her because of her beauty, but you also were drawn to her because of her bravery, and her willingness to fight for the oppressed and to take on the bullies of the world. Uh, Yeah, it helps uh, to be brave when you're almost invincible. Well, hey, here's the thing. You're a Christian. and That means then the God of the universe is living within you through faith in Jesus Christ. Then you, like Wonder Woman, have this edge in life, friends. And I think, I don't know, I think that's what Lydia must have felt. She must have felt on top of the world. For she knew, she knew that she served God. 
the God of all gods. She knew she served the God of the universe. And her God was on her side. And she knew her God was in her corner. God, friends, gives us the ultimate edge in life. I don't think Lydia really cared too much about what society had to say about her. Or what society threw at her. Or the challenges she had to face on a daily basis, strictly because of her gender. She knew she had an edge. And she was learning to tap into that edge's power. You see, she was, Scripture says, a a convert to Judaism. So she would have heard the stories of the characters in the Old Testament. That's the first books of the Bible, who had who had huge edges in life. She would have heard those stories. And, for example, she would have heard the stories of Deborah, who had this edge in life. She was the fourth judge of Israel, and her edge was wisdom, my friends. She seemed to always know what to do. She knew when to do it. She knew how it should be done, and she was able to always see the big picture. All because she served the God of the universe, the God of the ultimate edge. Here's the thing. Someone who could lead well, with wisdom, and can see the big picture... What church wouldn't want to have such a person on their team? I mean, really, what business wouldn't want to have such a person on their team? Such traits opens doors of opportunity, friends. Some that you'd never dream would open for you. Did you catch that? Such traits open doors of opportunities for you. And as I say this, I'm just sensing the Spirit of God is speaking to some of you right now that the ultimate edge that God gives you opens doors of opportunities for you. I don't know what that opportunity is going to be for you that opens for you, but have this confidence knowing that because of faith in Jesus Christ, you have the ultimate edge in life and doors of opportunity are going to swing wide open for you. Can I give you a word of advice when it comes to this? Don't just sit back and wait for those doors to open. Get out there and start ringing some bells. Start knocking on some doors. Get yourself out there. And when you get to the right door, you'll know it. It'll become very clear and present to you. Is that cool? Esther was another person who Lydia would have read about. And she had an edge in life. You know what her edge was? It's It may surprise you, but her edge was her beauty and her unwavering character. Her beauty ended up winning over the heart of the king. But her character is what won over her people. 
Her character brought her to a place where she was willing to lay it all out there, even at the risk of losing her life. She was more concerned about following God's directives and saving her people, Israel, than she was about her own safety. Friends, this is the mark. Catch this. This is the mark of a true God follower. Of someone touched by the grace of Jesus. That is, that you care more about the welfare of others than you do for your own self. Jesus, in fact, said this to his disciples in John 15, 13. He said, greater love has no one than this. <laughs> that someone laid down his life for his brothers. Wow. This, friends, speaks of a sacrificial living. Living less for self and more for those that we do life with. Oh, I love it. Mary, you know, Mary, the mother of Jesus, she ended up with an edge. You know what her edge was? She chose to believe God. <laughs> she chose to believe what God said to her. And of course, she ended up being the mother of the Savior of the world. Yeah, Lydia had heard all of these stories. And she chose to tap into this strength, that this power, and this anointing of the God of the universe, and it caused her to excel in life. Can I encourage you to do the same? The Bible says, Greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. 1 John 4.4 4. Will you just start believing it and allow for its truths to transform you? The Bible says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. That's in Isaiah 54.17 Will you start working that in your life? The Bible says, if God is for us, who can be against us? Romans 8.31 Will you activate that in your life by simply believing it? The Bible says that we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. Romans 8.37 Lydia had an edge in life because she believed this. And friends, I want to encourage you to do the same. One dictionary definition of an edge is, and I love this, someone who has an advantage. <laughs> someone that uh, uh, this edge makes them stronger or more likely to succeed than any other person. If we get this, I mean, deep down in our getter, if we get this, if we get this revelation, it will begin to transform our worlds. It will transform how we parent. It will influence how you work. It will cause you to be more willing to take calculated risks. And it will cause you to live more generously and to love more freely than you ever have before. Serving God, my friends, gives us the ultimate edge. And one of the reasons we love the mainline superhero characters 
is because we're able to witness many of their transformations from living selfishly to living selflessly. And I think of Iron Man. He's the first one that comes to mind. At the beginning of his journey, his only concern uh, was really about what is going to be good for Tony Stark. <laughs> but as his character developed, so did the man. He went from certainly being the most self-obsessed Avenger to being the most selfless Avenger. And this is like, friends, the transformation which occurs in our lives when we allow for the words on this page to take root in our lives. A transformation begins to occur and we get this ultimate edge. And sure, this ultimate edge benefits us. But as we grow and mature, we discover it becomes less and less about us and more and more about them. In fact, one of the first mentions of blessing in the scripture speaks about this. It says in Genesis 12:2, you are blessed to be a blessing. It's not a selfish, selfish edge we seek. In fact, it's not even the edge that we seek. We seek the one who ultimately gives us the edge. We don't seek him for the edge. The edge is just one of the offshoots of seeking him. Did you catch that? We don't seek the edge. We seek the one who ultimately gives us the edge. Lydia was a convert to Judaism and a successful businesswoman. But she also, as we saw in that opening text, she became a convert to Christianity. And she soon became uh, known not only for her business acumen, but also for her generosity and for her hospitality. She knew, right from the onset, she knew she was blessed to be a blessing. See, when you've tapped into, when you've been tapped into the ring by the king of kings, when your life, you notice that wrestling uh, analogy? Mr. Edge, when your life has been dramatically and drastically turned right side up, this revelation sinks in. I've been blessed to be a blessing. And next thing you know, you begin to live like it. You begin to honor God with your tithe because, well, that's just what you do. You begin to give to the poor and needy around you because, duh, that's what you do. Whereas before, you'd get all you can and can all you get. And now you live by a revelation that you've been blessed to be a blessing. And nothing or no one is going to detract you from it. And Lydia certainly didn't allow anyone to detract her from that. She tapped into the one who gave her the edge. And she then use that edge to serve others. Somebody needed to hear that. Lydia tapped into the one who gave her the edge, and then she used that edge to serve others. None of us 
were created to sit on the sidelines and watch the game as a spectator. None of us. We were created to be a part of the game. You may be serving drinks to fans, but you're in the game. (laughs) You may be a scout searching for new talent, but you're in the game. You may be a colored commentator, but you're in the game. You may be one of the ice cleaners or floor sweepers that you see during TV timeouts, but you're in the game. Not everyone who is part of a championship team plays on the court. The trainers don't lace up skates, but they are nonetheless an integral part of the team's success. The people that record the games, they actually record the games and then analyze it piece by piece by piece. They never step onto the court, but they share in the success of the team and they are actually key to the team's success. Yeah, you may you may not know who they are, but friends, listen, you were created to be a part of a team. God is showing us, I believe, through this isolation that you have something to offer. Yeah, you recognize you're not a Connor McDavid or a Leon Dreisaitl or a Austin Matthew. You may be the stick dude who gets little accolade and you're cool with it. You're just excited to be a part of the team. Uh, you know, this uh, uh, hockey season, uh, I went to a few orders games with a, with a friend of mine and the seats were situated directly behind the Oilers bench. It's kind of cool to be that close to the action. And I noticed that directly in front of me, lined up in a neat little row, were all the players' hockey sticks. And I noticed that there was this dude whose sole job was to get the sticks to the players whose sticks break while playing. And as a fan, I've gone to many games and I've watched many games on TV, but I've never ever noticed that before. You know, that that's his sole job. And I don't know how my mind works. I, I'd imagine, you know, him out for coffee with the boys and and um, he's just yapping with them. And all of a sudden, a newbie arrives to the group, friend of one of his friends, and the newbie ends up striking up a conversation with him. And uh, he inevitably asks him, hey, what do you do for work? <laughs> and the guy would answer, I'm a stick boy. The man replies, a what? And the man says, I'm a, I'm a stick boy. When you watch that dude in action, and I did because I was so close, you began to realize the importance of his contribution to the team. His name will never be etched on the Stanley Cup. He doesn't receive the big contract like the players on the ice do or the coaches on the bench do. But he is a member of the team nonetheless, and he plays an important role. Lydia was not an apostle. Lydia was not one of the big 12 disciples. In fact, she's only referenced to here in this portion of scripture and then in verse 40 as well. Just referenced to twice. But she became a key member of Team Jesus and her contributions were valuable. I believe somebody needed to hear that. I believe somebody needs to, if I can just say it, get off your rear 
and get back into the game. Many of you, actually, who are watching, have been sitting on the sidelines for too long. I don't know the reason why you've been on the sidelines for too long. You know, some of the reasons can be obvious. Maybe you got hurt somewhere along the line by some Christian. Maybe possibly a leader in a church. Well, I'm, I'm sorry that that happened to you. I truly am. But friends, you have something to offer. You need to be a part of the team, Team Jesus, to help the church move forward, to help us usher in this great end time harvest. You have a part to play. And you need to dust that off and recognize and realize that you have been given an ultimate edge in life, an edge to be a part of a winning team. So if that's you, I encourage you to come back. Come back and be a part of a team. Take that risk. Be like Lydia who took the risk to be talked down to because she was a woman. Who took that risk to work and be successful in a male-dominated society. She was willing to take that risk because she knew she was called to be a part of something much bigger than she was. Friends, if that's you, if you've been sitting on the sidelines, if you've been collecting dust, can I say to you no more? Can I say to you that your days of collecting dust are coming to an end? Can I say to you that you are a person of great worth, a person of great wealth? And I'm not talking financially. I am talking about your wealth of information and your wealth of knowledge and your wealth of passion. You have a purpose for what God wants to do in times such as this. Do you hear me? Please, please, please. And friends know that as a Christian, you have an ultimate edge in life. If you consider yourself a follower of Jesus Christ, you have an ultimate edge in life. If you're not a Christian, but this talk is doing something on the inside of you. This talk has been challenging you. This talk has... Uh, it's stirring up something in you. And you're thinking to yourself, yeah, I need this ultimate edge in my life. I need to know the one who gives me that ultimate edge. Well, if that's you, I want to lead you in a prayer this morning. You'll see it up on your screen. And can I encourage you to just repeat this prayer after me? And it goes like this. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and I invite you to come into my heart and life. From this day forward, 
I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want you to know that you're a Christian. And can you do me a favor? And uh, if wh- however you're watching right now, uh, throw a comment in or email the office at office at victorylifechurch.ca and let us know that you made the ultimate decision to serve the one who gives you the ultimate edge in life. Will you do that? Oh, God bless you. We love you so much. And you're now part of Team Jesus. Connect to a local church. If you're not from our area, we can help you find a church in your region that will help you grow and develop. And so you can be a part of Team Jesus. And and you may not feel like you have something to offer, but friends, I want you to know that you have a lot to offer. You'd be surprised. I certainly was when I first gave my life to the Lord. Lydia was blessed to be a blessing. And I pray that this Mother's Day, your eyes have been enlightened. Your eyes have been opened to see that you've been given the ultimate edge in life. And I pray you'll use it to be a blessing to all people you come in contact with. That is the whole purpose of God giving you this ultimate edge in life. It's so that you can be blessed to be a blessing. I hope this was helpful for for you. I hope this encouraged you and lit a little bit of a fire uh, underneath you. Thank you for again letting us uh, come into your home. And we want to end today by praying for you moms. Is that all right? That we just take some time here and to pray for you moms. Well, Lord, I just want to thank you for all these amazing, dedicated women Mm -hmm. uh, from every stage of motherhood, Mm -hmm. from the very beginning to later in life. Uh, the role of mom changes, but the uh, the heart of mom is always there and just getting stronger and stronger every time. And mm-hmm. Lord, I just pray courage and yes. uh, determination and grace over each and every life as they do life, even in these different times right now where moms are feeling stretched in many ways. I pray, Father God, that they allow you to grow them and help to um, just uh, bring them to that place where they never knew they could go with their kids in in the role of teacher and counselor and supporter and and uh, fun coordinator and meal prepper you know the, the 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 list goes on what moms do and i pray that they would know their value in you that they're much more valuable than the little birds that bring us joy and live for free and you know, have everything taken care of for them i pray that the moms would know that they are truly valuable in your eyes and your scripture says that every hair is numbered and you know that just means that you know us intimately so father i thank you for our newfound courage and uh passion in each and every woman that is a mom uh that's listening to this uh, broadcast today. And I thank you, Father God, for your grace upon them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. There's not much more that can be added to that. Powerful prayer. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, God bless you. Have a great day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Make the best of it. Yes, indeed. And r- remember, this is Mother's Day. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> not Mother's Moment. Right. It's Mother's Day, so she shouldn't have to cook. 
She shouldn't have to clean. <laughs> it's her day. Well, anyways, God bless you. We love you so much. Have a great day. Yes. Bye. See ya.